0: Hello, my friend, I'm excited to be sharing with you a new series I have created for you all about careers. The first few episodes starting at the beginning. Okay, maybe not that far back for some of us. However, I wanted to start at the beginning of getting you to think about your future career and ultimately where you see yourself heading. I will be covering a number of episodes, getting you to think about mapping out your career. The second part to the career series is where the fun really begins. We will be exploring various topics central to you navigating your career. There will be times when you may think you have royally screwed up any chance of promotion or advancement. However, don't worry, I will be your guide right there beside you holding your hand along the way. I got your back. I really do believe true growth and advancement in anyone's life and career comes by embracing the difficulties that crop up by understanding the lesson that has presented itself in front of you. Do you ever feel like you're in a vicious cycle or a virtual loop that you just can't get out of? And you think, why am I always attracting this type of person or this type of difficulty. I'll label it that way. It's more of the difficulty. It's not the people because the people will change over the years. Um, It's the situation that you find yourself in that you just cannot break free from. That is a true signal and sign giving you another opportunity to learn that lesson that you need to learn or improve or develop. Ultimately, we are then going to wrap up the series by looking at your next steps to get you closer to that vision you have for your life and career. And that's it. Easy? Well, I'll let you be the judge over the next several weeks. So, if you are ready, let's begin the journey to your career success. How to future-proof your career. If you think your job is in a declining industry, don't panic. Here are some steps to take to future-proof your career. What happens when your job performance is outstanding, but your field is on life support? Historically, we have seen several industries dramatically change or disappear altogether. Careers, for example, like a print journalist or a telephone operator, if you even know what one of those is, really felt uncertain about their future, those people who were in those lines of work. Working in a declining industry can make it feel and also seem difficult to earn a living, and may even limit your opportunities. While different kinds of businesses have come and gone throughout history, the pace is really picking up. A recent study by the employment website Career Builder found that 121 occupations in the U.S. are expected to lose jobs by 2023. That's next year. And middle wage positions will represent apparently 58% of that total. I've provided a link in the cover notes to this show to give you an indication as to where this information is coming from, and I've included two links, one from CareerBuilder itself and the article that this information came from, and also the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics and the fastest declining occupations that they've reported. Both are interesting reads, so please do check them out. In today's show, I'm going to cover looking for the signs your industry might be heading towards disruption and change. Then we'll take a look at what you can do to transition into a different industry. My hope for today's message is that you will have concrete action points you can actually implement in your career, irrespective of whether your work is in a declining industry or not. Riding the wave of a growing industry is exciting and thrilling. However, It makes good business sense to adopt the points I'm going to share with you in today's show. So if you find yourself in a declining industry predicament, you can seamlessly pivot into another role and industry. So if you like the sounds of that and you're ready, let's get started. how to know if you're working in a dying industry. It's the question we all ask ourselves at some point in our careers. Am I working in a dying industry? No one wants to be the last person holding the proverbial torch, but sometimes it's hard to tell if the writing is on the wall or not. You might get conflicting information, or signals for that matter. Here are a few signs that you might be working in a declining industry. For starters, is there a lot of talk about disruption? If you work in an industry that's been around for a while, there's always going to be some level of change and innovation. And that's a good thing. You want that to breathe new life into your industry. But if you find yourself con- constantly hearing the word disruption, whether it's from your boss, your company's marketing materials, or the general chatter at industry events, It could be a sign that your field is in flux and that major changes could be on the horizon. Disruption can be good or bad, but either way, it means change is coming and it's time to pay attention and listen. Do you notice the talent pool is drying up? This one is pretty self-explanatory. If you're finding it harder and harder to recruit new talent or retain the talent you have, it could be a sign that your industry is on the decline. A declining industry usually means there are fewer opportunities for advancement, which can lead to talented employees leaving for greener pastures. It could also mean that some employees Have heard the latest and greatest thing has moved into town and they want to be a part of that as well. Doesn't mean to say that your organization is necessarily on the decline, but again, it's just something to be aware of. Mergers and acquisitions. Are happening left and right. In any industry, mergers and acquisitions activity can be a sign of growth or decline. We've seen it ourselves just recently in the news with the sale of Twitter finally happening. There was lots of talk, lots of buzz about it, and then all of a sudden it has actually happened. Twitter has been acquired. And merged for that matter, but it's probably under the banner of Elon Musk Inc. or something like that. Doesn't mean to say that it means that Twitter is on the decline, but it also means to say, ooh, if you are in one of those hot seats where you have a job at Twitter, maybe this is something that you really want to seriously consider. So if you're seeing, A lot of consolidation in your field, for example, companies being bought up or merged with other companies, it could be a sign that your industry is maturing and that there are fewer opportunities for new players to come in and make a splash. This can lead to fewer job opportunities overall, as well as increased competition for the jobs that do exist. Now, all that to say, it really does depend on the organization and who actually is at the helm and in charge of making those all-important decisions. Do you have a CEO that encourages creativity and growth and development. Well, that comes through your industry of research and finding out what could be done better. I mean, we've seen the likes of Apple go from almost bust to something that is really fantastic these days. Okay, that might be debatable to to you and I, but hear me out with regards to an organization, if they want to stay in flux with the competition or be ahead of that curve and ride that wave of opportunities and new growth and improvement, they will always be investing in research and development. Those are two key signs to look out for. Okay, let's bring it back home to you personally. Do you feel like you're treading water at your current organization potentially? If you're stuck in a rut, you're not being promoted, you're not learning new things, you're just going through the motions day after day, it could possibly be a sign that your company or your entire industry is on the decline. But certainly, the organization itself is just not interested in developing its staff. That is a huge red flag in my book. In a healthy industry, companies are always looking for ways to grow and improve. How could we do things better is the type of language you want to be hearing, which means there are usually opportunities for employees to do the same. If you don't feel like you're moving forward in your career, It might be time to start looking for greener pastures elsewhere. No one wants to be the last person standing in a dying industry, but sometimes it's hard to tell if the writing is on the wall or if it's just a bunch of smoke and mirrors. If you've been noticing any of the signs that I've mentioned in today's show, it might be time to start considering a move to another field. After all, life really is too short to spend it stuck in a job that doesn't make you happy or fulfilled. So trust your gut and make a change if it feels like it's time. If you want to enjoy financial stability and a rewarding career, it's important to prepare for fluctuations like this. I am a firm believer of developing transferable skills. It is important to make a list of what skills you currently have and how they could transfer to any industry. Take for example, you're a brain surgeon. Now, let's just go along with this one. All right. Cause not many of us are brain surgeons, but you'll hopefully pick up what I'm trying to share with you about transferable skills. Now, as a brain surgeon, you might be thinking, what skills could I possibly transfer to another industry? My s- skill set is so specialized that there is no way that I can find any other work. Well, There really are a number of skills that would work well within another industry. For starters, you could become a medical advisor or consultant. Specifically, the skills you have gained with attention to detail. You know, it doesn't, it takes a real steady hand to be working on somebody's brain, for example. Being able to interpret medical terminology and translate this to a layperson who just wants the bottom line information, not all the confusing medical terms. This is just off the top of my head. And yes, that was a pun intended. Of the types of transferable skills you have gained in your career, Here are some tips to help you develop your skills in any industry and ways to stay in high-growth fields. Tips for developing transferable skills. Number one, embrace change. Be ready to pivot. Accept the situation and try to look on the bright side. Being hopeful will keep you motivated and make it easier to take action. Direct your energy toward dealing with the transition ahead instead of resisting them. Now, I know that this is really easier said than done, especially when your job is on the chopping block. I've been there where i've been on the receiving end of a call within our department and there were only so many jobs for twice the amount of people they had currently at that time so we all knew that we had to reapply for our jobs ugh, and go through the motions of being interviewed for hello the job i'm already doing yeah you get it it's it's not pleasant it's not fun to be on the receiving end of that. And at the end of the day, what I have learned is rather than resisting the change, it's just to come to terms and acceptance with it and I know for one, because I'm living proof of this, it was literally the best thing that happened to me. The organization did me a huge favor because I had tied myself up emotionally so much into that organization that I couldn't see outside the front doors. And therefore, by them giving me a redundancy package, It opened up a whole new world to me and actually better career prospects. So it was almost like they gave me a nudge to go out there and almost discover and find my career again, which I am in huge gratitude towards. Very grateful for that experience. And my hope is the same thing happens for you by embracing that change. Number two, start saving. Having a financial cushion will give you more options if you're laid off cut back on unnecessary expenses and put aside part of each paycheck. Consolidate any debt so you can pay it off and start turning those dollars into savings. This one I am a huge, huge fan of. and Unfortunately, I didn't have these tips at the time when I was going through the not my own redundancy, but my husband was experiencing a redundancy. And it was hugely stressful because I could really feel for him having served in the military for 30 plus years. He didn't know what working in the civilian world was really like. Yeah, he heard me talk about the redundancy that I received from one of the organizations I worked with, but I didn't think he fully understood. And I don't think really anybody does fully understand until they actually go through it. So because I had already gone through it, I knew exactly you know, how it felt to lose a job and then pick yourself up and Dust yourself off and find that next fabulous role. It's much easier said than done in a lot of respects. But with regards to the saving aspect of it, I would encourage you to save as much as possible. Even if it's just $5 a day, definitely build that into your habits. You know, set up a direct deposit in your bank account. So $5, five pounds go straight into your bank account, and you don't even have to think about it. Because it will just give you that extra breathing room, irrespective of the package that the organization may or may not give you. It's not a given that everyone will receive a generous redundancy package, if any kind of package. Therefore, you really want to set yourself up financially to give yourself some breathing space to really think about the next move you're going to make rather than just grab any old job that comes your way and you're just like throwing your resume, your CV out to the world and hope and pray that somebody invites you in for interview and says you're hired. Well, is that really the right next move for you? Or is it a knee jerk? I need to get a job because I need to pay the bills. Bills will not go away. That is a given. But if there is something that you can do now today, I would encourage you to start setting up a even if it's just a small deposit every day into your savings account, by all means, please do that. Number three, Gather recommendations. Create a file of testimonials and endorsements. That way, you'll have documentation you can use in a future job search, even if you lose touch with some of your contacts. Plus, it also gives you a little bit of a boost um, when you are feeling a little low and thinking, oh, am I ever going to find a job? And also, it's a wonderful reminder of what you've actually achieved and how somebody has cared enough to take the time to say, thank you, or I really liked what you had done there. You did a really good job well done. So definitely gather all of those recommendations. You just never know when you might have to dip into them and they will come in handy. Number four, Warm up your network. Reach out to others while you're still employed. Look for ways to be helpful like making introductions or forwarding interesting articles. Your contacts will probably be more receptive to a request for job leads if they've heard from you recently, rather than, Who are you? What's your name? Did we work together? at least you're then top of mind to people and it won't seem so awkward to say, oh, I hope you don't mind, but I've asked, you know, I've put you down as a um, reference. Are you okay with that? Oops, too late. (laughs) Again, warm up your network. Number five, keep looking. Start your job search as soon as possible. Update your resume, your CV, and browse vacancies online. Ask your contacts about openings with their employers. Just anywhere that you can think, hmm, I wonder where I would find jobs available. Go to company websites that you've always been interested in. There's always a contact us or careers at Type banner at the very bottom of most websites. If they are hiring, there might be that golden job that you've been looking for or waiting for, just waiting for you to apply. Number six, focus on skills. Highlight your transferable skills. You have personality traits and basic talents that could be valuable in many contexts. Maybe you're a math whiz or a superstar at sales. Well, you want to be putting these things down in order to focus on your skills and determine what your next move might be. Number seven, be flexible. Many industries transform themselves rather than shutting down. Today's trip advisor was yesterday's travel agent. Keep an open mind about how you can take on a different role with your current employer or in a brand new setting. Be flexible, but also creative at thinking about where your next move might be. Tips for avoiding a shrinking industry. Number one, you want to plan ahead. Stay up to date with how your industry is doing. Research forecasts about the fastest and slowest growing jobs. You definitely want to be keeping a watchful eye on that. Number two, continue learning. Always learning. Lifelong learning is where it's really at. Ensure that you have the education and training that your employers are seeking, but also that you really enjoy learning and want to train yourself on. Take courses online or go back to school in the evening if your work days. Find out what certifications are popular in your industry and acquire them before they become a basic qualification. But also, it's not necessarily thinking about what's most popular because then that market place might be flooded with a bunch of candidates. But consider certification, if that is required, for something that really interests you, something that you are very passionate about. But by all means, do not stop learning. Number three, find a match. Of course, your personal ambitions matter as much as the data. It's important to find a position that is suitable for your interests and qualifications, regardless of how quickly that industry is expanding or contracting, but mainly expanding. Number four, talk with others. Remember to go offline to discuss your plans with contacts who are actually working in the field. They may have information you can only learn from personal conversations. That's especially true for emerging industries where there is relatively little experience to go on. Working in a declining field can be challenging. However, you may find opportunities to take on greater responsibility if you find yourself in the center of a major transition. You can also protect your career from downturns by sharpening your transferable skills and strengthening your network. I hope you've enjoyed today's show, my friend. I certainly have enjoyed researching and pulling this one together for you. I think it's very important. to Two key takeaways are continual lifelong learning and also remain aware of what's going on in your industry and be ready to pivot. Embrace that change. Here's to your future career success. Until next time, my friend, bye for now.